Welcome back to Pole Politicking. I'm now politicking with Manny Faces. How you doing, bro? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me on the uh, on the show. All right. And I was reading about you. You're a hip-hop producer, a remixer, a journalist. And I, I know I was first, I learned about you first through your site, Birthplace Magazine. So, birthplacemag.com. So, I just wanted you to talk about your background a little bit. You know, how did you get involved in the culture and everything like that? Yeah, I guess, um, excuse me, I'm just getting over a cold, so I may sound a little uh, crazy. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of things involved with hip-hop. I've been a, a, I mean, this goes back like 10, some, 10 plus, 15 years. Um, I don't want to show my age, but. You know, when I was, uh, you know, in my teenage years, I, I started doing a lot of DJing and such. Um, started, uh, uh, I was spitting for a few years. I, I had a little home studio, kind of getting the production tip. We used to, you know, bring cats from the, from the area around and do a lot of demos. And, you know, I had a couple of groups. And, you know, so I've always been kind of, you know, doing things on the music side of things. And as I got older and, and uh, started working all the time and, and raising a fam and all that, I, I was really kind of just doing production uh, you know, kind of just by myself, I was remixing a lot of things. I did uh, some commercial, you know, a lot of commercial songs. I would just, you know, flip them, take acapellas and flip them, do my own twist on them and put them out. So that started getting me out there kind of as many faces. That's how some people knew who I was. And uh, But one of the things I had wanted to do for a few years, because on a day job, so to speak, I work in journalism, work in a news business. Um, so I've been a writer and I've done some website stuff, new media stuff, social media stuff. And I really wanted to put together a publication. Uh, it was originally supposed to be a print publication for um, that covered New York hip hop. Um, being that I'm in New York, and you know, this is kind of the birthplace of hip hop. In recent years, we've known that the kind of spotlight has gone away from New York. Uh, so, you know, I looked at other areas of the country, and I looked at other publications like Ozone Magazine down in Florida, and how they were covering their area, you know, and giving themselves a lot of, you know, a lot of coverage, and how New York was really not being pushed by the mainstream, you know, uh, media sources and such. So I know that from being in New York, there's still a lot of good hip-hop out here, still a lot of good artists doing stuff. There's some stuff that doesn't really get a lot of shine. So I started putting together the idea of, uh, of making a, um, a magazine that, that high, highlights this or showcases this. It never made it to print because, you know, the print industry has kind of, you know, gone downhill. Uh, so uh, we started online uh, a couple of years ago, really. And with a big relaunch about a year and a half ago, and we've been kind of going ever since at birthplacemag.com. So uh, that's where we're at now. Okay, and like for, compared to like other hip hop sites, what would you say? Like you know, as far as the, if somebody want to go check out your site, what would you say separates you from a lot of the other hip hop sites out right now? I think um, I think um, basically what we're doing is kind of um. I like to think it's kind of different and revolutionary, even, you know, and this might just be me, but, you know, you don't really have a lot of sites that are really journalistically minded. So, uh, you know, not a lot of blogs and a lot of places post up stuff and get stuff around, and you can find the same thing on 15 different sites, and that's great. But what we try to do is um, we're focused on an area, so we're editorially focused on the New York area. So if you're not from the New York area or have a, you know, heavy presence in the New York area, and we can we, we consider New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, t- kind of a tri-state, Long Island, uh, you know, a little bit of upstate New York even, but basically the New York metropolitan area. Um, that's it. That's our coverage. That's our focus, and that that's becoming our expertise. So 
that separates us in that there's not a lot, a lot of the other, you know, sites, especially the bigger ones, are trying to be all things to everybody. They're trying to just bring, you know, all new releases, all hip-hop, all, you know, all shows and all, everything to, to everyone. And that's cool and all. Um, we're trying to be kind of a, a more niche, you know, kind of publication. Uh, so we focus on our area and our genre. That uh, that really separates us from everyone else. All right. And as far as your passion for hip hop, what would you say it originated from? Um, I don't know. I guess I just kind of got into it like everybody else did. I mean, um, I quickly got into the, the music making side of things. I was a fan of hip hop. I started, you know, remember I was started. I mean, we're talking like you know, Mr. Magic, you know, days, you know. Uh, I used to go over a friend, a friend of my house, and, you know, I wasn't really up on things. And, you know, I was, like, young, man. I was, you know, I guess I was, you know, 12, 11, I don't know, something like that. And it was, you know, really starting to kind of become, you know, more mainstream. Again, I go back a few years, so. Uh, but, you know, I just kind of got into it, started listening to it, just the, 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 the rawness of it, the, the different sound. I started to get into it. My father was always into music, so I was, he was always into, like, blues and jazz and, a lot of, you know, a lot of different, you know, styles of music. So I was always music-minded. I always had different music going on. Um, and somehow I gravitated towards the making of the music really quickly. So I got into it, and then all of a sudden I wanted to get a turntable, and I wanted to get a D, you know, I want to start DJing. I, I got a beat machine when I was, you know, like 14 and started messing around with it. You know, so it, I think it just became sort of um, a challenge to try to replicate some of what I was hearing. Um you know, try to make, learn how to make the beats myself. So I just kind of got into it that way, sort of like as a craftsman, <laughs> you know. Um, started writing rhymes and, and always wanted to try to be better than what I was hearing. Or I remember, you know, new, new Big Daddy King would come out and I'd want to write better than that. So that, that's my new, that's the part. I want to write like that. I want to get in, you know. So it just became sort of like just wanted to replicate and, and what I heard and, and, and try to find my own voice while doing it. Uh, I think it's kind of what I do with the with the site, you know, I'm trying to take what's out there, what people are doing with a lot of, you know, blogs and, and sites, but really do it, I don't want to say better, because I don't want to downplay anybody else, but um, really bring something new to the table, I think, is what we're trying to do. Okay. And who are some of the people that you, uh, like, your influences you grew up listening to? Uh, Music-wise? Um, man, I mean, you know, I came up sort of like in the, in what they call, you know, the golden era, you know, like, so, you know, I, I go back, I, I, you know, Rakim, uh, Big Daddy Kane, you know, Juice Crew stuff, you know, De La Soul, just that kind of, that era of diversity and, you know, and where it really started getting creative and when it really started, you know, taking on a, a different, you know, feel, uh, you know, when there was just a lot of diversity and, uh, DJing was still, you know, turntablism was, was come, you know, was still okay to do, and you know, uh, and, you know, there was female MCs. There was you'd have someone like, you know, Karis One and his, you know, tone and his message, but you also have Bismarcky doing his, you know, silliness. So it was that time, but you know, coming up in kind of like that golden era, uh, which you know just made hip hop just a. You know, I mean, people still refer to it and look back on it sort of nostalgic. Even even the '90s when it was even that '90s New York hip hop sound, you know. So it was like those kinds. Of, those years was was when I came up, and that's what I kind of got into. So, what's your opinion of the game right now? Um, it's hard to say. Um, 
you know, hip hop's evolved and, and, and branched out globally in, in different areas of the country. Um, you know, we try to be very pro New York only because we feel that because so many other areas have risen up uh, and made more noise commercially. You know what I mean? So radio and, and, and the industry has kind of followed different areas. And, and so we're very pro New York because we still think a lot of stuff is being overlooked up here. Um, a lot of really good stuff, some progressive stuff that maybe isn't ready for everybody yet. Um, so we think that the evolution of hip hop is continuing and though we're very pro New York, we're not anti anything else. I have a, you know, I kind of have debates with people sometimes that say, you know, because New York tends to have that, you know, boom bap kind of that purist, you know, that doesn't right. like right. the, where hip hop is gone, the lane that, that hip hop is, the Southern style and, you know, that kind of stuff. And I got nothing wrong with that. You know, I want to be very clear that we're not anti anything else. I mean, if you grew up in Atlanta and you're 15 years old right now, you don't know nothing about 90s New York hip hop. That You just haven't been exposed to that. So I can't downplay your style of hip hop because that's the only hip hop that you know is, is that that style, that localized voice. Um, so it may not necessarily be what I prefer personally, but we respect, I try to respect all kinds of, you know, evolution of hip-hop in the way that it's gone. So I'd like to see more commercial, uh, you know, more, I'd like to see a more diverse hip-hop played on radio, though. I'd like to see more stuff played on, on video shows. I think there's a, there's a real big spectrum of hip-hop that's being ignored. Um, so there's, while what's, what's right now kind of pop music and popular and, and all over the place, that, you know, that style generally, that's great. But we're overlooking a lot of other stuff, and I think that that's damaging. You know what I mean? It doesn't really give a full picture yeah, I've been saying, of the art form. I would say, because like you, you were saying earlier, you was talking about, when you was talking about New York and you were saying there's a lot of good stuff out there, I was going to say, uh, like, who are some of the people you're referring to? It depends. I mean, there's so many different... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> So many different, you know, if you talk different styles, I mean, I was just talking to somebody today, uh, you know, some people still like that that gritty street style, you know, so, uh, you know, French Montana is making a lot of noise. He just dropped something, uh, just dropped a, a mixtape a little while ago, just dropped something today. And, you know, that that's still, that's making a lot of noise by, you know, by a lot of people. Um, on the totally other end of the spectrum, you could find someone who's really, really lyrical and sort of, uh, sort of on a progressive level, we, we write about a guy named Homeboy Sandman a lot, uh, you know, who's on a real different level lyrically than most MCs. Um, so it depends on what you're into, but we find that you can find whatever you're into, we, you can find out here. So if you're into kind of a progressive, hipstery kind of sound, you all got a whole slew of them kind of cats. If you're still into the gritty, rough, you know, rough and rugged, you know, we have that too. If you like uh, real abstract, next level, like just in some, like other zombies, cats like Theophilus London that, you know, is on his own like, so you have a lot of people uh, and, and then if you want I mean, you got Joel Ortiz, Joe Budden you know, these guys are the kind of middle ground journeymen that are still doing good music we think Joel Ortiz, I think Joel Ortiz is dope yeah. you know what I mean? So, really, there's that wide variety there, and it may not be you know, maybe it's not for everybody. Maybe the rest of the, you know, maybe because those regional voices have gotten so strong that people are just not trying to hear it. So what we try to do is, is bring these New York artists to light for New York crowds and for anyone outside of New York that 
likes this sound or doesn't, you know, or isn't turned off by this sound. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a spectrum right there. French Montana, Homeboy Sandman, Joel Ortiz, and Theophilus London. You know, uh, you know, Jean Grey. Let's, let's throw some females in the mix, you know. Um, there's some upcoming artists. We're real tuned into the streets. You know, we, we're, we're real tuned into, like, the showcases and the up-and-coming artists. So, you know, we see some, some interesting people out here, and it's just a matter of looking, you know. Yeah, I would say uh, shout-out to Homeboy Sandman. He's a past guest on the show. He's real dope. I like him. Okay, yeah. All right. And I heard hey, somebody, he's incredible, somebody, man. He's on, uh, you know, he's extra. Yeah, I'm saying somebody, somebody was telling me you got beef with uh, Global Grind right now, so <laughs> so I want to know what's going on. I was reading your article about that. I want you to talk about your issue with Global Grind right now. Yeah, I wrote a um, this is a second editorial that I wrote actually. Yeah, actually, I read both of them. Um, the first one because you was talking about like how they posted that stuff about Justin Bieber's girlfriend or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we the, the editor I wrote back then. This was, I think, I don't remember, it was almost a year, maybe a year ago. Um, you know, Global Grind has been there's a lot there's a lot of journalism that uh, if you look at the the internet and the way that blogs have risen up and sites have risen up, there's a lot of uh, voices out there, and um, and not all of them are, are practicing responsible journalism. And I'm not the cop, you know what I mean? I'm not the journalism <laughs> cop, by any means. Um, and I have no problem with, you know, a lot of people doing doing their thing and, and what they got to do to survive and the, the media takeouts of the world, you know, that just are just so outrageous with their, you know, with what they, what they cover and all these gossip sites and all that. I got no problem with any of that. Um, Global Grind, though, kind of annoyed me um, because they, they, they sort of purport themselves to be respectable. And they, they purport themselves, they carry a message, you know. Russell Simmons behind it. Always has these messages of positivity and all these, uh, you know, uplifting kind of, you know, uh, ideals. And the site that he, you know, partially founded, Global Grind, kind of mirrors that. So, when to have a site like that, which started out trying to reach and be the voice of hip-hop. It used to be called The World According to Hip-Hop. Right. The tagline. Um... Well, somewhere over the years, they figured out that they can get a lot more web traffic. They can get a lot more visitors to their site and a lot more ads being viewed. Um, if they start being a little bit more, you know, gossip-minded, a little bit more celebrity, you know, news-driven, sort of like the media takeouts or the Perez Hilton's or the TMZ's. So they well, sold out. What's that? So they basically sold out. Well, I think in that, yeah, for, for yeah. I mean, they, they went in that direction, let's just say. Which is fine. Okay, great. But, you know, it's like when you're using hip-hop in your tagline and you're calling yourself the voice of hip-hop and part of what you're doing now is, and most of what you're doing isn't hip-hop related at all. I'm, you know, I looked at it kind of sideways. But I didn't really say anything until they went ahead and were kind of really trying to uh, sexy up this, uh, this young girl, uh, trying to, you know, with these headlines that, you know, try to get people to click, you know. Check out, you know, Justin Bieber getting it in with his girlfriend. She's sexy and she's, you know, all this, and she's hot. Check out these pictures. And the girl's like 16 years old. She's an actress at the time and she's underage. And I thought that was tacky, you know what I mean? Just as, you know, a regular dude, you know, just as a father, you know what I mean? Right. So I had something to say about that. I wrote an editorial about it. Didn't think that that was what they should be doing to try to attract attention. Um, people saw it. People said, yeah. You know, pick up. And then recently, um, again, the, the one I had, had just written on the site, 
the other day was after the Troy Davis situation, the execution in Georgia. Um, and they were following it. They were purporting themselves to be bringing news scene. They were very into it. They were urging people to call and try to block the execution. And I'm all for the cause. I'm all for the cause. You know? But where they made a mistake was when Troy Davis's execution had been paid at 7, a little bit after 7 o'clock when it was supposed to happen, they went ahead and, and basically tweeted out, put up a story and tweeted out that he had been he had received a stay of execution, mm. which wasn't what happened. And, you know, breaking news, they called it. You know, Troy Davis received a stay of execution. There's a lot of people who are really emotionally tied to this incident, to this story. And it's not what happened. He didn't get a stay of execution. It was a delay. And then that delay was turned into the Supreme Court trying to decide whether they were going to give him a stay. And they decided not to. And he was executed. Yeah, and he said a lot of rappers retweeted it too, right? Tweeted that out. Russell Simmons had retweeted it, and millions of people now got misinformation. Right. And I felt that that was kind of you know irresponsible. So, so how's the feedback? From, like, far as your articles, like against Global Ground, do you get a lot of like? Are you getting any feedback from them about your articles or? No, I haven't got anything from them directly. You know, I haven't. Uh, I don't really know if I would expect to. I guess when you kind of you know do these things, you know, I'm a small voice, despite the fact that you know we're we're you know we're growing and we're you know kind of respected publication online, you know, in our little zone. But you know, we're still a small voice compared to Global Grind. We're not a you know we're not a huge voice in the in, in the world. But we're saying something specific, and I you know I wish they would listen to what we're saying because I, I you know. Uh, you know, that could be damaging, you know, it's, 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 it's that same audience. We're not competing. We're not, I'm not trying to compete with Global Grind or, or, or berate them or tell them how to run their business, but like I'm their audience. I was looking for news about Troy Davis and I actually caught their tweet and here I am being misinformed. So I'm their audience. Right. And so is all the people that I know. So is our culture. Like if you really trying to reach and talk to our culture, then you have a responsibility to be responsible <laughs> yeah i will say actually man i actually commend what you're doing man because like especially like you were saying as far as like journalism and hip-hop i don't think it's people really practice it and i think it's good that you actually you know you are ethical journalism you know journalism so i thought that was cool man yeah i appreciate that man yeah we definitely trying to you know even if we don't win like if we don't get the most views and the most you know i'm just trying to what we put on our site is original and what we think is important and you know we're trying to grow and do more stuff but you know it, it is it's part of our job to document you know hip hop and New York hip hop and Russell Simmons is New York Russell Simmons is New York hip hop personified and you know I'm kind of disappointed because you know he's done a lot for the for the game and you know it's kind of disappointing to us and, and someone's got to say it because we are trying to improve the whole landscape you know what i mean okay and what advice would you give to you know somebody listening to the interview right now and they're like i want to be a a journalist you know i want to write about but they want you know be a hip-hop journalist what would you tell them yeah i think it's a a tough um it's a tough industry i'm not gonna lie i mean i I guess i work in the news business so i work in kind of journalism and then i do this also uh you know and we're trying to you know fight through this kind of rut that there is you know, so many, it's like trying to be an artist. You know, everyone nowadays can can rap. Every now and everybody nowadays can make beats. You know, and you may not be good, but it, you know, it, it keeps the good ones from being noticed. Right. Um. 
So to, to be a, a hip-hop journalist and really want to get into this, I mean, there's still, definitely, there's still viable options. There's still magazines. Double XL's still on stands. Vibe's still, you know, on stands. Um, you know, uh, there's newspapers, that, you know, that, that still cover hip-hop even lightly. Um, there's some online organizations. There's some online sites that are good, you know, are doing good journalism. We're not the only ones. There's many that aren't. We're not doing journalism that's, you know, at a level of, that should be called journalism. Um, but there are some that are. Hip Hop BX, we always give props to because I think they they do a good job. Um, you know, our site. So I would start, you know, trying to obviously, you know, do the schooling that's necessary for journalism. Um, kind of learn the basics. You know, learn the um, the trade and uh, and hit off some of these places that are doing not just this fly by night stuff, not just this blogging, uh, you know, gossipy kind of stuff. You know, places that are doing stories and that are doing you know, features and, and profiles and, and interviews, uh, you know, hook up with a couple of those blogs and ask, can you write for them? And, uh, you know, start getting your feet wet. Um, you know, we'll take some help. We, we have we have some volunteer writers that help us out, and we're very, very willing to give people a platform uh, who want to cover some of the artists and events and, uh, you know, news items in the New York area. So, you know, I would say try it out and get in with your feet wet and, uh, you know, see who, you know, hopefully that... Uh, there's still, there's still people hiring in the journalism business. It's a tough business right now. Yeah, how many people have you... Uh... No, no, my bad, I'm tripping. I've been saying, how many people... Would, how would you tell the people to hit you up? Like, they want to hit you up as far as to be an intern, right for your site? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, all our contact info is on the site. So we're Birthplace Magazine. Uh, birthplacemag.com. Uh, you know, we're on Facebook at, you know, facebook.com slash birthplacemag. Uh, you can look up Birthplace Magazine. We're on Twitter at Birthplace Mag. Uh, you know, we're, uh, so you can get us in any of those places, but the birthplacemag.com site has our contact info. It is uh, info at birthplacemag.com. Uh, you know, all, all, um, all ways to reach us and, uh, you know, talk to us about, you know, like I say, writing for us. Or uh, We have some photographers that help and go out and, you know, cover some of the events. Uh, you know, some of the showcases and, and, and events, uh, you know, big and small. Like I said, we cover mainstream artists as well. It's not just the underground cats, not just the, you know, um, the smaller events, the big events, the main people as well. So we try to really cover the whole spectrum, you know, so we can definitely use the help. And, uh, you know, we have, we think we have a professional platform, you know, that really gives people a chance to write up something or take photos and, you know, and have a place that they can point to with pride and say, yeah, you know, my, my, my story was featured on this site. And, uh, you know, we, we, we try to make it as, uh, as professional as we can so that people can use this as a springboard to go into other ventures, you know? What's up? All right, man, I want to say thank you for coming through Politicking with me. No doubt. All right. We about to go into one of your songs, man. I was just checking it out, that uh, Mary J. Blige, Be Without You remix. Oh, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> going into the vault.
easy being a producer, nope. but together we'll make it. Partners all mm. the way, and nothing or no one will ever come between us. Nothing or no one. Come, come in. in. Excuse me. What's your name, my dear? My name is Ula Inga, Hansen, Benson, Jonsen, Tollen, Holland, Svaden, Swanson. Oh, wait, wait. What's your first name? That was my first name. We'll just call you Ula. Oh. Okay? Yeah. What do you do, Ula? Ula sing and dance. Oh, yeah? What are you going to sing? Well, yesterday, a crazy man yelled something out the window that inspired me. 